Hello and welcome to Vampire TV, your weekly recap for the blessed end of Cloak and Dagger. We're here to talk okay. about a bunch of shows, okay. including that feels like Cloak a and Dagger ending. and personal attack. <laughs> and I, for one of two, do not appreciate it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my girl Tandy, and she's gonna show up she's and knife you. Gonna... We also have other shows that are better, including Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Winona Earp. But Preacher's taking a break this week, and we'll be back next week. So, oh no, I moved my tabs around. Let's jump right in. Huh, Luke Cage. Sounds good to me. Luke Cage. So this is episode seven, on and on. Uh, Luke's paralyzed in a river. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was going to like. And that was Episodes the episode. over, he dies. he dies. Really weird ending to the All show. All new superheroes. Oh man, uh, I was I wasn't sure if he was going to actively hit the bottom. I was sort of picturing it in my mind that he would go all the way to the bottom, hit the bottom, and then walk across the the bottom of the river like those pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean. I I wanted to hit the bottom. Why? Just, I don't know because my brain is r- ridiculous. I just wanted metaphor of him hitting the bottom, and mm. they did not give that to me, and I was very sad. No, he felt he he floated for a bit, and then he realized that that was nonsense, and then he, he punched his way up. Basically. Yeah, he saw Jesus and his mama. He did not all, see Jesus. I don't, I don't Man, think he, he saw Jesus. I, later on, he was talking to his dad and was like, oh, I think God was trying to tell me something. So, Well, people oftentimes uh, ascribe God stuff to near-death experiences, mm-hmm. which is fine. Oh, sure, um, sure. Especially if it helps you find a new purpose or a new direction, which I think is what Luke needed. He needed a push. Yeah, he needed to get over his bad self, mm-hmm. basically. So he he goes back to the church, meets with his dad. His dad's like, "I'm a giant piece of shit," and yes. Piranha's gone. Well, whatever. It looks like, like man, you're a piece you of had shit. One fucking job. Yeah, his dad. And sucks. then he straight up blames God and free will. And I'm like, no, fuckface. He asked you to keep this guy yeah. with you. Knock him over and sit on him or something. You exercise free will. You exercise your ability to be a douche nozzle. <laughs> right. You let yeah. him walk out the door, and now, spoiler alert, he, he did. Peckerwood. Ah, chicken shit, wow. Peckerwood. My God. So, uh, Cage calls uh, Misty, and they they have a nice team up. We're getting more uh, almost <clears throat> almost their heroes for higher stuff. I love as great as it is just for me to watch Misty being amazing. I think my, the highest enjoyment of that scene is watching Luke watch, watch Misty. Yeah. yeah. Because he's so impressed and delighted. Well, I like how he went to, like, join, and then he's like, well, hang on. Yeah, nope, she, she got this. She's doing fine. She got this. Oh, man. That hand is badass. Yeah, it it punches things well. Uh, they, they find Piranha's head in a tank full of piranhas, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not doing so great. It's nicely poetic. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Kenneth, when your head is removed from your body, generally it means you're not doing... Yeah. Unless you're a Futurama head in a jar. Yeah, right? Then you just run for president mm-hmm. for life. Um, Really? What else? Uh, Oh, man. On the B-side, we... Actually, which would be the B-side? We're going to say B-side is Bushmaster and uh, Mariah. Okay. Uh, we finally get his fucking reason for why he hates Mariah Stokes so Yeah, much. her granddad like did shit. Granddad. And, you know, we just sins of the father bullshit. Great. Yeah. You're a awesome. giant man well, child. I'll tell you what, from I'll tell you what. From the way what? from the way Mariah reacted and was all, that's a lie. I, I feel like she, she was possibly involved in that. I don't she? think what? she was no. involved. Mama Mabel made sure that she only did school stuff and was not involved. I mean that's she true. made Cottonmouth do all that. Yeah, and I assume she was supposed to be like the good one who went to college. Yeah. And I assume that she and Bushmaster are approximately the same age. And he was pretty young. Oh, well, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So if he was r- pretty young during that event, like, mm-hmm. I don't think she would have been that old either. So I just okay. can't see her being complicit in it. Okay. I took it as she knows it's true because she knows her family, but mm-hmm. she doesn't want it to be true. And that's why she said it that way. Okay. Because she's still, she's still trying to save face in front of Tilly. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I think Tilly knows exactly how to Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So Bushmaster does let Tilly go, says, hey, you know. I'm going to give you the same choice they gave me, basically. Do you want to save yourself or try and save your mom and die with her? And then she sticks around. And she, I like but that. But she just sort of stands there and does We're nothing. Like, we came yeah, up with find like a four knife, different cut ways some ropes. for her to save her. And she's just like, ah, Yeah, drag the chair out. Drag the, thank you, that's what I said. Yeah. Just drag the chair out. I, I wish that uh, they had like sh- just a 
tiny throwaway thing of like bolting the chair to the floor and chaining her to the chair something just so because yeah it, it seemed kind of silly that you you can't get one person in a chair out of a also, house also like she weighs what a buck 30 like yeah, just, you're a young doctor you can like lift up your well, I mean also we're in a house like a, like a regular house there's, a, there's knives a knife block in the kitchen yeah, yeah. You're telling me she doesn't have, like, scissors in or, somewhere in a junk drawer? Or Get out of here. a fire extinguisher? Where's Wait, our fire extinguisher? What? Oh. See, what? What the- we have a fire extinguisher. Do we? Oh. I thought we did. Oh, my God. No. Oh. Who would have bought it? Oh, I assume that kind of thing comes with the apartment. Like, Ooh, like the appliances. If one of you on the way home stops and gets a fire extinguisher? It's going to be me. <laughs> well, then do it. They're but useful. Where's your fire extinguisher? In our kitchen, just to the left of the stove. That's actually where it should be because Anna lit the kitchen on fire once. Yes. <clears throat> and I used a fire extinguisher. First time. Worked very well. And then super hassle to dispose of. I can tell it's you. just full of crap still. In my parents' house. Can you just reuse it? You can't. You can't well, yeah, but I wanted to empty time. it first. So then I was trying to like spray the rest of it into the garbage can and then it just got all over me. No, I mean like. Oh, no. You have to man. you have to fully empty it before you can refill it. What I, I something with the pressure, something hmm. something. What a waste! It's like a those are like amount. hardcore chemicals. I feel like you should just dump. Yeah, well, it. I probably shouldn't have breathed it all in, but you know, here we are. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god. You're gonna get some sort of lung disease. More than likely, it's Anna's fault. Yeah, they call it. It's a good old fiberglass lung. Oh god, <laughs> it's a terrible superpower. Anyway, we were disappointed in Matilda. For not mm-hmm. figuring out a way to save her mom, just flooding her hands and like being in a house on fire. Mm-hmm. But Luke shows up, busts them all out, which is nice. And then Mariah's like, "I want to hire you," and he's like, "God damn it!" I also love how television time works. Like Brooklyn is not a small place; it's a borough. There's a lot. I assume of he jumps like the Hulk. Oh my looking. god! And like he's <laughs> over here in Brooklyn, and that guy just finds him. And is like, Mariah's house is on fire. But, like, we've already seen the house on fire. Mm-hmm. And he somehow got across Brooklyn in time. Like, like just no joke. Television. I assume that guy actually has Luke's phone bugged. Oh, he just definitely turned on, like, is. find my friend. Yeah. Just always <laughs> yes. Where Luke is. Yeah. But unless that church is literally down the street from Mariah's house, that's tough. Yeah. And then on the seaside, we have a sad Romeo and Juliet tale of uh, Shades... Following Comanche to... Let's call him Chi. Chi? Yeah. Okay. Comanche makes me uncomfortable. Or we could call him Demetrius. It's Darius. It's Darius. God damn it. (laughs) I'm just going to call him Chidi. (laughs) Racist! No, because Chi, D for Darius. No. No, because it makes me think of my dear Chidi. Yeah, who I assume also actually is a secret crook. It makes sense. I mean, he's he's actually running the good place. That's what he wants you to think. Oh, my God. He could not. He, he's a terrible <laughs> liar. It'd be so great if he tried. Um, one time he tried to choose between sweet stop. and sour. No! <laughs> my favorite part! Cheating there one thing! You can't choose between them cheating! There one thing! So anyway, Shades follows uh, Chi over to meet the lieutenant. Uh, mm. That's that that scene where they're having like brunch or whatever. Or whatever. And he's like, oh no, it's definitely sugar. It's sugar. And there's that long pause yeah, where Shades looks like, at him and he goes... Yeah, definitely uh-huh. sugar. Definitely it's, it's definitely sugar. And yeah. Monica looks at me and goes, he knows. And then, like, immediately in the next scene, she's like, he knows! Yeah. I mean, the problem, Shade, and I'm glad they are consistent with him. Shades is a really smart dude. Mm-hmm. And it, it would have been stupid for him to not pick up at that point. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, she, she kills the lieutenant, tries to cover it up. Uh, Shades is all, oh, blah, blah, blah. There was a firefight, and... Boom, you got shot. And then they have a nice moment. The second, the second he started, like, plotting how this went down and then, like, put hands on that cop's gun, mm-hmm. I went, oh, no, Chi's gonna die. Oh, yeah. Well, he showed up wearing gloves. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, it's never good. <laughs> I love him so much. And then shit like this happens uh, and I have to remind myself, he is a bad dude. But then I love him so much. I, yeah, I love, I love the way he loves Mariah. He is he's so soft with her. He's so soft. He's so soft. With I'm her. just really hoping we're going to get a Shades Luke team up next episode now. We almost got one the episode before last. And I was like, it was, that so was good. like, that was, that was the aperitif. Oh no. Shades Luke fan Oh my goodness. I'm sure it exists. I'm gonna please, please just pay that. <laughs> don't, no. I don't have a tarp down. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Jessica Jones, episode 12. 
Uh, penultimate. We're getting there. This one called Pray for My Patsy. This one was mostly just ladies being mean to each other. Ugh. It was very uncomfortable. I'm so sick of Trish. I'm so sick of Trish being a jerk. Yeah, fuck Trish. She wasn't like this last year. I'm just gonna say that. No, this show, like, this show fucked Trish. Trish was great last year. Trish got the short end of the fucking straw this season. I hope she gets over her bad self for next season. Well, I'm honestly wondering whether or not they're gonna kill her. And then she'll, like, go to hell and then come back. Hellcat. That's what happened in the books. Yeah, that's canon. I just... I don't think they're going to do I it. don't see that I mean, happening on probably the probably not, show. but, like, that was immediately what I thought when yeah. she started flatlining. It would, it would be cool if they kept that in, and a really great season finale for this season. For all the all the non-comic book fans out yeah. there being like, no, Trish is dead! And everybody else is like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> With her creepy laugh. Mm-hmm. Um... But so we've got uh, we've got Jess's mom running around, uh, focusing all her anger onto Trish. She breaks into the, uh, the radio station, beats up some people. Trish's mom is a giant sack of shit and gives an interview saying, oh, well, she's at here and she needs your hopes and prayers. God, Trish's mom is like literally just like human feces walking around in a skin suit. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she frustrates me. I, uh, it just... It makes me so upset that Trish can't find a way to extricate herself from this woman's clutches mm-hmm. yeah. because this it a lot of it reminds me of my my childhood best friend and her relationship with her mother and I'm I'm just like you know Trish that your life would be so much better if you never saw her again yeah. if you removed this poisonous cancer from your life but you just can't do it yeah it's garbage mm-hmm. so uh. <laughs> Jessica's mom shows up there. Jess shows up there. The cops show up there. Jess's mom kills a cop, and it all just goes to shit. I am legitimately so angry about Monday or Sunday or whatever that cop Sunday is. Sunday because there was no reason for her to pull the cop out that window with her. No reason. The cop landed on top of her, so it's not like she was using the cop as like a cushion. Oh, I- I assume she spun in midair and used the cop as a cushion. No, because the her white hand was underneath the cop. I saw three hands. What? What? I don't think she was when we when the other cop ran and looked out the window. I don't think she was even there at that point. Oh, I saw a hand underneath the cop that was white. Maybe and that not was the just a passerby or or anyway, they just found a hand. I'm just mad because she could have fallen out that window and like landed. Like she could have mm-hmm. superhero landed and run well, off. Also. I'm str- I think I'm struggling a little bit with the superhero physics of this. So, if she can survive a fall out a window that would immediately kill a regular human being, she can probably take a bullet, right? Yeah. So why? So so then oh. that completely mitigates the need to use the cop as a human shield in the first place. Yeah, she just did it to do it, and I don't <laughs> like that. I mean, if it's only three stories up, though, like if you had a, a human cushion. It's not great chance, but you could survive just as a normal person. So if you're a meta already, like, that probably bumps it into the very good range. I don't know. I'm just like, I guess I'm mad because she knows how Jessica feels about murder. She must know how Jessica feels about murdering a cop. And I know she's, like, in a weird space, but then she comes to Jessica later and is like, you brought me out of it. This is important. And I'm like, you killed a police officer for no reason. Like, I'm just mad. I mean, she's... Not in any way in a good headspace, so I know, but like I, I think I, just, I think I'm I, I'm 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 mad. Okay, obviously all murder is bad, but also good good cool right? motive. Yeah. Bad still, still murder. murder. Um but I think I get frustrated at the stupidity of this because she could have just as easily shoved the cop away and then jumped out the window. Because mm-hmm. it's only three stories. And I don't, I don't know. From Whatever. But it's like, she has to understand that killing a cop is going to rain hell down on her. Mm-hmm. And But then also later on, the hypocrisy of it, where she's like, oh no, I had to kill that cop. And I'm like, you, you, you did No, you did not. Yeah. So the whole thing is just really shitty. And I'm, fr- I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I think I'm frustrated with this whole storyline. And I think I kind of want it to be done. Well, yeah. you are in luck. There's one more episode. It just it feels yeah it feels like this has been dragging on and we keep having the same fight. It's the same fight. It's yeah, been five episodes. It's the same well, fucking the, fight. This would have been a good half season arc, which actually that reminds me. I wanted to say I feel like Luke Cage is really setting itself up for 
two half arcs, basically. Like, I, I just don't know how they're going to be able to drag out this Bushmaster Mariah stuff for another... Well, I mean, they did a half arc with Cottonmouth, so it makes sense to do a half arc yeah. with Bushmaster. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping yeah. we see that kind of thing but again. But who is the big bad after Bushmaster? I, I don't know. Or, you know, maybe it's just... I'm legitimately hoping that this is the last season of Luke Cage, and the next season is Heroes for Hire. They've already they've already around. announced a uh, second season of Iron Fist though, so I don't... well, no, that's fine. And then it's Heroes for Hire. Like they set up Heroes for Hire and Luke, and then in Luke, in Danny Rand's, they like cement Heroes for Hire. Oh yeah, okay, I would and be then done with that. Those two shows get two seasons and they're done, and then we get Heroes for Hire. That would be dope. Because then we Into get it. the four of them in one room, and Danny Rand doesn't have to carry a whole fucking season by himself, mm-hmm. and Luke yeah. could make some friends. Because yeah, there's. On the, the on the Luke Cage front, there's only so long that you can chase after Bushmaster. You know, I'm hoping that within well, the next... Well, there's only so many times you can keep losing to this guy. That's the thing, is that I feel like a lot of times we're running running into, like, the same daredevil problem, where he just keeps losing the over and over again. The reasons are, like, incomprehensible. There is, beyond, like, trickery, there's no reason that Luke should lose to this guy. Well, I mean, he only lost this last time because of trickery. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like... It's like a weird opposite problem of Arrow where and Flash where like people are too powerful and then mm-hmm. we just get bored and we're like we're never going to win until like the last 5 minutes it doesn't make any sense. This is almost like we should have won a long time ago. Well, it's it's the War Wolverine problem where you have your really the strong what now? It, 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 it started with Worf, where you have this Her person... Her entire body just lit Yeah, she's like, oh, hello. hello. Yes. Oh, hello, I'm here. Um, you know, this guy on the Enterprise who's supposed to be the baddest of the badass, and so to establish that this new villain showing up is a total badass, that villain beats up Worf. Yes. But then you get this recurring thing where old Worf does is lose, and so it's like you say he's a badass, but, but we, we use him as the mook, and it really kind of sucks. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know... How do we show that this new villain is great? He beats up Luke Cage a couple times. You're like, yeah, but I'm kind of here to see Luke I'm here, win. I'm here for that. I'm not here for this. Like, and make it three arcs within the season, have him lose once one to each time. person, and then win. See, I'm here for, you go up against a dude, use the skill sets you have, like Cap, mm-hmm. in um, Cap 2, when he fought the Leaper. And he lost uh, a little. Excuse me, Batrock? I'm sorry. He fought Batrock the Leaper. And he lost a little. National But French it wasn't treasure. really losing. He was figuring out how Batrock fight. Yeah, yeah. And then he took that knowledge and beat the living shit out of him. That's what I want from Luke. He's a cop. He's been training, I assume, with someone, probably Danny. He's been spending time with these other people. I feel like he knows how to read a room. Yeah. He can read someone in a fight and then figure out how to beat him. Agreed. So I'm like, I'm just pissy because he lost to the other guy a bunch of times too. His like half brother who sucked. Oh, Diamondback? I mean, he had Judas Bullets. So. He did have Judas Bullets, but like physically, he also lost it. And I'm like, you are indestructible. Judas Bullet in his gut. No, but like, he wasn't always injured their first couple of fights. I just remember him losing all the time to these mm. people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm mad about it. That's fair. Other thing I'm mad about... Sorry, th- apparently this episode... We're not done with Cage, apparently. Yeah. Um, his motherfucking dad... Fuck that Showing guy. up to the hospital... Or oh to the prison... <laughs> with his that. mom oh that had God. cancer. And was like, Fuck you put this cancer guy. in your mama by being a bad boy. I'm Fuck like, oh my... He's a trash dude. And anyone who says Luke should go back and talk to his dad can go fuck themselves. Yeah, they can just crawl into a hole and die slowly. Because that guy is garbage, and Luke should never, ever, ever, ever see him again. Yeah. And if he calls him fucking Carl one more time, (laughs) I'm crawling into Netflix and I'm killing him myself. That's fair. Because it's like, it's one thing. Not his fucking name. No, no. I think there's... There's like, oh, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of talk about how forgiveness is usually internal. Like somebody who's done me wrong, I need to forgive them internally so that I myself can let go of that mm-hmm. and move on. And if if Luke needs to find a way in which to forgive his father so that he can be a more healthier person, that's cool. But you don't need to have any more contact yeah, with this father. You can You're forgive done. somebody and mm-hmm. still understand they're toxic and yes. not worth your time. Also, correct. you can forgive them without letting them know. Yeah. That's a personal thing. Just mm-hmm, one day you go, mm-hmm. I'm done with this. I 
I don't understand, but I accept what happened, and I'm moving the fuck on. Mm -hmm. And you tell yourself in a mirror, and you never contact them. You write it in a letter, and then you burn it. And you burn it! And then you pee that fire out. Sure, why not? What if we burned him? God, he sucks so much. Still illegal. I'm also super uncomfortable with, like... I'm not that great with religion in general. Like it, what it makes me uncomfortable. But B and I have our shocked faces on in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, this kind of preacher makes me like thrice over uncomfortable. The the firebrand style, the firebrand style, and the like black and white style of it, and the whole you gave your mother cancer. Like that is not. A- I mean, that's that's not religion that's this guy being well, a douchebag but, but like he just <laughs> yeah. has that feeling where like he would literally say god did this because of your behavior mm. like that's the kind of preacher that he is like yeah we have global warming because gay people like to fuck like it's that kind of shit yeah, and so like getting hot it makes me yeah. so you know uncomfortable I mean? because there's no rational argument to that and they're just so far gone in their zealotry there's no really coming back for them and i just every time he opens his mouth i want to crawl under the sofa see i'm torn it. because every time he opens his mouth he has such a great voice though and i'm like what if you could read a book to me and not talk to yourself what if what if he was like the opposite yeah, like what he if was you a preacher, but like the shit good kind. Yeah, where he was yeah. like, "Jesus loves everyone," and "Fuck who you want to fuck." Yay, sodomy! Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my okay. guys. Let's let's get back to Jessica Jones. Uh, that was mostly for her, her mom. Oh, never mind. No, she showed up with a gun. It was like, "Mom, you either need to go to the raft, or I'm gonna shoot you." And then she punked out, and her mom hit her with that gun. I'm like, man, don't bring a gun to a mom fight. You dumb dumb. Or pull the fucking trigger. Yeah, that's, shoot her yeah. in the kneecap. Don't don't bring. That's like rule number one of guns: is don't point a gun at someone if you're not prepared to shoot it. Yeah. yeah. Also, everyone aims so high. Like you don't have to shoot her in the face. Like you said, shoot her in her kneecap. Dude, that's solid hit. Yeah. Center mass. She'll go down. Now that'd be my She's go-to. Like you don't have to kill your mom. You can just kneecap her, yeah. and then she can't mm-hmm. do much. The John Reese special. That's correct. <laughs> Boom. No kneecaps yeah. in New York City. Man. You know, it's either it's either kneecaps or you hit him with a truck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man, he does love to T-bone with a Mack truck. Man, yeah. does he? We should rewatch that show. I love that show. I still have not finished that show because once I do, then it's over. Did you get to the senator? Maybe. I don't you would know. know. Did, you, I don't know. did you get to Samaritan? Yes. Oh, okay. so you got to the senator. More. Um, that show, everything is Harry's fault the second the senator happens. Every single thing that goes wrong from that moment forward is that little piece of shit, chicken shit, Peckerwood's fault. And I will forever. Wow. Okay. So on the B side, <laughs> uh, we have Hogarth meeting up with Turk, which is great. We haven't oh, seen Turk, Turk in a while. I love Turk Aww. is like our one actual through line. Like, yeah. Good on Claire for getting the fuck out of here. But Turk's like, nah, man, I gotta work. Yeah. I love him bringing her a gun with a side of fries. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Look, and then he's like, you know what? Clientele. I don't need cash. Mom, I'm going right, to keep this. Mm-hmm. I think that's the smartest way to do it, really. Is right? When you're that, in that kind of business, you don't trade for actual like monetary things. You barter or you trade for favors. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if Dirk's got a Porsche, he, he doesn't, doesn't need, need one gun's worth of cash. But he could probably use a really good lawyer at yeah, some point in the exactly. future. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm dumb. Because when when Jerry... The the first step toward I will throw your phone at your face. Not mine. Yours. Except it. Because when she bought that gun from him, I thought, oh, she's going to go kill them. But obviously, that is not Jerry's style at all. It was so fucked up. No, as she's sitting... She is so fucked up. As she's sitting in that car with her just spinning this tail, we get about halfway through... And I'm like, she is a fucking mastermind. This is beautifully crafted. Yeah. Because holy shit no, balls. The second when she was the the second she was trying to hunt that shit down instead of just like replacing it, I was like, oh, she has a plan. Because okay. it's just stuff. It's just stuff. she's not the kind of person who gets attached to stuff. No, it's just garbage stuff, and she all of it is insured. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then like she start, she was nice to the girl in the car, and I went, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Because Jerry, Jerry is not a, is nice, not a person. nice person. No. no. Jerry no. can, like, care for you, but she cares for you about as far as she can throw you. And even then. No, she... It's about what you can do for her. She, like, she is, as far as I can tell, a genuine sociopath in which she values herself 
as the number one priority in all things. And she can, like you said, care about someone, but really only for short bursts and only as far as what you can do for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the minute, the minute she turns her back on you, you don't exist anymore. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And definitely in the camp of don't get mad, get even, because holy shit. Not even even. She, she burns you (laughs) to the ground (laughs) and then salts the fucking earth. Because it's not even, I burn your house to the ground. It's, I convinced you to kill the man you love, and now you go to jail. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is, cr- that is messed up. Uh, What's cold and mean, nice? It's absolutely what she, what she did was not great. But also, fuck those people no, for preying no, on no. someone who has cancer and her hopes. Fuck those people, because this guy has obviously done it before. Mm-hmm, and now he'll mm-hmm. never do it to anyone else. He obviously is not someone who, like, should take up space here. And, like, she's also terrible. She utilized her body and her knowledge of Jerry to take advantage. So mm-hmm. I'm not against this at all. The, it's just, like, the manner in which it went down was, like, damn. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a mix of terror and, and comp- competency porn. Yes, 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 yes. Because like, I am both, like, weirdly aroused and also terrified. You got that mm-hmm. fur boner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because. I that mean, is big dick energy. Oh, damn. Because at the end of the day, like, Jerry's not magic. She didn't make her do it. No, All she did she was. We, she She told her a story and then she gave her a gun. She didn't force her. No. She, that girl chose to take that gun, walk in there, and shoot that guy. Yeah, if mm-hmm. they were really in love and if she really trusted him, she would have been, thank you for the update. I'm going home now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jerry's that poison in your ear. She is like the literal devil in this scene, which is amazing. And I love that she just sat there waiting. Also, dude, when she walked up to meet that lady, she looked so much like Trinity, and I got very happy. Aww. It was just that, like, Full black yeah. coat with, with the, the, short, the short hair. yeah, and like the high collar, and oh my god! And uh, over on Seaside, Trish is crashing, and that's not great. She gonna die? Maybe, maybe. We'll see. I legitimately, I legitimately think that she might, in fact, die for a second. We won't see her go to hell, mm-hmm. but she'll come back with powers and stories of hell. That'd be pretty cool. That, like, that'd think, be a good way of spinning. I think it too. that's mm-hmm. how they're gonna do it if they do it at all, because. They don't want magic. They don't want all this stuff. They don't want to slide into, like, when the Punisher worked for angels and demons and shit. And, like, um, that was bad. Except that was, um, that was awesome. Calm down. Um, does that mean they can hint at it. Does that mean, I mean? we're not going to get Damon Hellstrom? I mean, he might show up. <laughs> they just wouldn't necessarily say he is the son of Satan. Okay. They would refer to him that way, and it would be, like, an inside joke for fans. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm not, he's not going to roll up in, like, a suit. In the oh. cane, and actually, like, he'd probably roll up in his leather head. pants and the pentagram tattoo. No, he's not going to do that. That's <laughs> so great, though. Yes, I'm shocked every moment that we see Danny Rand with that fucking chest tattoo because that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's real dumb, and his dumb outfit in the comics is also dumb. And I see your. Dumb I face, will Kenneth. fight you. Good. No, his outfit in the comics is so seventies and dumb. It's so stupid, it's and so I can't great. believe they put that chest tattoo in the show. <laughs> You couldn't not have that chest tattoo. Yes, you could. No. Because yes, he, you could. he aggressively hugged a fire dragon. That's no. how he got that tattoo. It could be yeah. a tiny shoulder tattoo. But uh, it's like no. his entire chest. Go big or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't have time for a shoulder what, what, tattoo. Did he hug a tiny dragon? Yeah, no, come on. That. You don't know? You've never seen the dragon? We saw its eyeballs. That. They were bigger than his head. Maybe it's one of those dragons where it's just a really big that eyeballs. That would be terrifying. <laughs> It's 90% eyes. 90% eyes. I don't like oh, that at all. It's taking a turn. <laughs> I love this show. It It is a treasure for me every single week. Every and week I watch is great. It and I'm just so happy. Though this week was a little rough because everybody was so mean to Waverly and she does sad, broken heart face. So Oh, well. yeah. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the big takeaways... Waverly had like an evil spirit twin when she was born, and maybe she's part angel. Yes, not maybe, bro. Legit. Yeah, because well, except that Bobo's a liar. But also, yeah, I like mean, the like, demon girl said it. The, she came yeah, from Jolene the light, said and it. I crawled yeah. out of the muck. That's and true. then you look back at how much Bobo has called Waverly angel. my angel across mm-hmm. the first two seasons too, and I'm like, oh. Also, man. legitimately, has Bobo ever lied about Waverly? 
Fair point. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like no. So, uh, Mom Got Down with Michael is maybe more of the story. I'm, like, legit happy you picked that one. I got you. the warrior angel. Michael's yeah. a badass. Yeah, have you seen Waverly? Yeah. She's stabby. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was rough because everyone was so mean. Yeah. And she's just, uh, speaking of soft, she is, like, the softest of hearts. And I feel like everybody... Everybody you normally is all about protecting Waverly and looking yeah. after Waverly. Because which... she's like a sweet unicorn birthday. Mm-hmm. Just the softest. She's so cute. Man, that, like, I softballed that to you and you let me down. <laughs> she's the softest? Yeah, like a unicorn birthday. Like, because you want a super soft birthday? Oh, no! Oh, man. This is what you get. This is what you get. First time I referenced no! Letterkenny on this show. And that's it. And last you let me down. Yeah. That's First and last. Never no, again. I'm Sorry. <laughs> that is I'm not sorry. what I appreciate about you. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I'm a disappointment. I am keeping all of that in, by the way. That's fair. I deserve it. And calling Mitch and saying, you need to listen to <gasps> Don't this. Don't you fucking <laughs> Monica betrayed us all today. Not betrayed. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, though. Watching. This isn't fair. My war friend just asked if I could be a reference for him to get a corgi. I was, like, officially distracted. Mm. Is he going to get a corgi? Oh, He's my God. He's going to get a corgi. So, tell your work friend to come over and bring his dog. Yes. Dog party. Because that's great. You don't even like dogs. What? I love dogs. Why don't you have a dog? Because I like leaving on the weekend. Like, literally everyone you know would watch that fucking dog. It's the Dogs are like children and they're a hassle. I like them in theory. In practice, I, I like free time and money. That's fair. So. I mean, yes. Dogs are a responsibility. Less so. than children, for what it's worth. Yes. Any, any parent listening, I, I do understand that. <laughs> Easier to potty train. Yeah, just send them out to the yard. They can poop anywhere. Yeah, I mean, don't kids don't child too. shame. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you had if you had a nice big yard, the kid could just go poop in the yard whenever they want. Hmm. <laughs> I have to call Sharon. <laughs> oh, PJ. Good old PJ. PJ. When does PJ get here? Uh, very soon. We have a baby pool, and I'm going to win. Are you going to go over there and like poke her in the belly and feed her maybe. hot sauce? No, because I have the best plan. I pick the best date. I picked, uh, oh no, what did I pick? September 4th, which is the day that Wonder Woman left the mascara and came to the world of man. And so, Sharon doesn't know it yet, but I am going to force them. If baby shows up on that day, they have to middle name her Diana. Okay, that's pretty cute. Yeah, right? Like but we're legit calling this kid PJ, right? Oh, yeah. That's its nickname. Yes. For Rosie. No, like, that, that's Regardless its name, of its name. Or gender. This kid is being called PJ. Yeah, PJ, Chulupa, Batman, not many. I'm just going to do Batman? the first one. Yeah, Chulupa, Batman. It's from the league. Don't worry about it. Okay. Whatever. I can't believe I remembered that and I didn't pick up on Super Sarthly. Yeah, you, you were thinking about corkies. Man. I was thinking about puppies. <laughs> this is not my fault. Okay, let's let's wrap this back. Uh, so pretty much we have a uh, mind control episode where mm-hmm. Jolene is feeding everyone assorted pastries Man, I really wanted a cupcake after watching this episode. God I damn know. It. I was watching this like, what if I had some cheesecake or something? What if That'd just, be cool. Like, had cupcakes. I think I mean, I'd... we could stop at the Safeway and buy cupcakes. Yeah, no, like I paused it halfway through and was rummaged because I got hungry and I got ice cream, which was okay, but it wasn't confectionery. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe it's my, I've been thinking about pastries and cakes. It's since probably we this that episode's episode. fault. Yeah, probably yeah. because of this fucking episode. Um, so we. It's but, just grouchy people everywhere. Well, it was it was definitely interesting because you can you can see the turn where at first everybody eats the cakes and everybody loves Jolene and that is the only effect. But then as um things progress with Mom and Waverly, everybody eats the cakes and then everybody hates Waverly. And but prefers, the second they hate Waverly, mm-hmm. they immediately go, "Why did I say that?" Mm. Yes. Which I liked. Yeah, I like that they have that snap out effect yeah. there. Where like just hearing that come out of their mouth was enough for them to go hang the fuck on. Yeah, we see that from from Winona, from Nicole, and from Doc too. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Like it was, it was a lot of picking on Waverly and not much actually happening. Um, well, th- the thing that threw me, I think. It, I, I, I'm going to blame most of it on the pastries because they they kill that revenant who, you know, he had it coming. Number one, he's a revenant. Number two, he's a fucking rapist. Um, <laughs> do I do that every time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the only song I wrote. And then 
I'm like, mm, how could a revenant possess somebody? I mean, as Winona points out, revenants sometimes have weird powers, but so I'm blaming most of that on the pastries. The fact that they didn't pick that up until much later. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a, a very different look at their mom also, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Deadly talking some more about how just it, it seems so out of character for her, like everything she was being accused of. Um, it seems like she's got a lot of information to dump, which makes me worried that she's just going to get killed in the next episode. Oh, she's yeah. obviously going to die. We can't have adults around. Yeah. And we, we can't have too much information about what's going on. Mm-hmm. She can give us about... 14% of the knowledge that she possesses before she dies. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's scientific. Also, she was really mean to Doc, and that made me very happy. God, what did she say to him? I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, then don't have a stealth wife while you're doing my daughter, you enormous prick. <laughs> I mean, fair? She's not wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stealth wife. Which I think, it looks like Winona was aware that he had a wife, but assumed, like most of us did, that she'd be dead. You know, you you figure 120 years go by, and you've probably aged out of any previous relationship? No. But no. They show up no, in their not. vampire. <laughs> and they are really hot. Yeah. Bangin'. Very attractive. Banging hot. Wood high five. With okay. my dick. All right, there it is. I'm like, it's Good funny. God. The other shoe. Here it comes. So they do eventually... Managed to kill the demon, which is great. Um, but uh, uh, oh no, no, Bolshar collects her like, with his with tree? tree. Yeah, I don't know. I I assume she's not dead. I don't think we've seen the last of Jolene. Okay, she's gonna be back in more leafy, maybe. She's like Purgatory's poison ivy is now. It weird that every time we say Jolene and every time they said Jolene, I thought about Dolly Parton. Jolene, Jolene, yeah, no, that's Jolene. I mean, I get why, because mm-hmm. that song is about Dolly Parton wanting to bang Jolene. <laughs> Pretty Man, much, yeah. Dolly Parton is a treasure, by the way. That is a she fucking is. fact, bro. She has helped so many kids learn to read. She legitimately is the reason her state's literacy, yeah. like, sky de- no. Sky What's rocketed. Sit- rocketed. Upward. Reverse Reverse sky sky, <laughs> sky, sky, sky flew. <laughs> Dove right up into the sky. Right up into the sky. Ooh, falling upward, like into an obelisk. Obelisk. What is wrong with you? Do an obelisk. 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 It's an obelisk. obelisk. I said obelisk the second you time. You said obelisk. Yeah. And I'm never getting past that. Tomato, potato. I've heard it all three ways. Who knows? Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, no. It. I really like this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's not actually much to talk about. I think it was a really good episode, and correct me if I'm wrong, as you have a little more experience. I thought it was a good episode for people who suffer from depression or, like, really icky thoughts sometimes, um, because the whole end of the episode is this horrible thing is happening, and it's basically Jolene telling Waverly to kill herself because mm-hmm. no one values her, and no one thinks she's special, and no one loves her, and it takes Waverly to kind of, like come out of it her on her own and say to herself, no, I know Winona loves me. I know Hot loves me. I know Doc values me and Jeremy loves me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a really great moment for people who have to kind of wrestle with mental health that, like, that shit is going to happen and people are going to say that stuff. But you have to remember that there is at least one person in the world who values you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I would imagine that probably this is some, some shit that Waverly thinks low-key all the yeah, time. because Wynona's a fighter. Wynona mm-hmm. has the gun. Doc is like an undead charlatan magician. Jeremy's the science guy. <laughs> Nicole is a cop. What does Waverly bring? So this is like every icky thought she's ever thought about herself. Yeah. Coming from Jolene and through Jolene, her friends who she loves and values. And so, like, we've all had thoughts and really icky thoughts like that. And yeah. we've all had that moment where we're like, well, I might as well just, like drive my car into the center barrier or like you know whatever not that i think about that um but like you need to stop working in san francisco i need to stop working in san francisco. <laughs> well, sometimes i'm like driving and i'm like i wonder what would happen it's not a great moment it Mm-mm. happens and i go this is stupid please don't do that well, but i think everyone gets that specific thing like same as when you're on top of a cliff anything and what like, if i just like yeah, what if i just thing? jumped that'd be cool i think i think yeah i think most of it is not really suicidal ideation no, i think like it's humanity it's like staring into what, the void yeah it's, I mean, it's always, like, wanting to explore a thing that you haven't done before. Like, 
I remember when I <laughs> I fell down and I broke bones in my hand and I went to the the ER and they're like, oh hey, do you want to watch while your X rays come up? And I'm like, like hey, yeah, yes. I do. Yes, I do. Because that it was weird and I was in a lot of pain, but I was like, this is a thing that I'll never probably never get to do again. So, Hopefully, never yeah. get to do again. Yeah. <laughs> my point being, that is all humanity and stuff. Yeah, but we've all had a down moment yeah. where you have to think to yourself one thing that gets you out of it. Like I cannot do this thing because of blank and you fill in that blank and i just liked that this show is ridiculous and silly and has demons and magic guns but almost every episode there's a really like good moment where they like talk about something real and they kind of say we all kind of know what this is and you just have to remember you're not the only one it's never only you and someone out there values you when i think looking looking across my garage to the amazing bebo thing on the wall bebo (laughs) I think that's why this show and Legends of Tomorrow are my favorites because both of them straddle that line between cheesy fun and like very heartfelt Mm -hmm. emotions. Well, they talk about serious stuff, but they talk about it in a way where you're not uncomfortable and it's subtle enough. Yeah, you're like, I can relate to that. I understand where they're coming from, but also, hey, a funny joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we're going to have a real conversation about what it's like when someone you love dies, but then we're also going to fight time-traveling space Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And also, honestly, like, at least for me, so many times, if I am actually talking about, like, real talk feelings, there's still a lot of humor woven into it, because that's... I, real talk I can't, feelings is hard and stupid, yeah. and I don't want to do it, but also I'm great at jokes. Yeah, well, I, I can't cope like an adult, so I, mm-hmm. I make a lot of jokes out of stuff. Legitimately, Kenneth, I'm going to tell you a little bit of secret. I am... Nobody can cope like an adult. Adulthood is a myth. I know, We're, it's really it's weird. Children faking it until we die. I would also say, I, what, one of, I, I need to go crawl under a couch somewhere and just uh, <laughs> think about my life for a while. Don't do it. Just drink more. <laughs> it's fine. Just drink more. Cheers. I would say one of the things I enjoy so much about our... <laughs> did you get a little on you? Cheers too hard. I did. Uh, that I... One of the things I enjoy about our... Man, if I get pulled over and I smell like wine... You're going to jail. Yes. Why was um, I excited? Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, you talk now. <laughs> um, about, I think, our generation, but definitely our, our friend group, is how you you communicate by connecting your feelings together with, like, fictional characters. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, I can't... You can't always define grief, right or loneliness or like real despair things like that but you can you can you can parallel it to something that you have both experienced in media mm-hmm. and through that establish a real a, a real connection, a connection and understanding yeah i don't do great with death i don't like talking about it it's none of your fucking business it's like the one thing in my life i don't want to talk about mm-hmm. ever it's mine you can't have it i don't like it but experiencing grief and death via characters I value and stories I love, I think is really helpful for me because I'm not stupid. I know you need to talk about that stuff. And if you don't, it'll just eat you away and you'll die. Um, so I utilize doll's death and like the death of characters and the, you know, sad shit that happens Mm -hmm. in media entertainment to kind of like talk through that shit that I'm not willing to talk to because I'm a child. It makes you, Remember that you're not alone in this emotion that yes. you're having. Which I think is one of the hardest things about being part of humanity is, like, we all have support groups and hopefully you all have friends or someone that you value. But also, a lot of the time you feel like you're the only one who could possibly be feeling this thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's just, like, not true. Yeah. Every single breakup, you're like, oh, my I'm God. The only no one has experienced pain like yeah. I have before. Exactly. And it's literally every feeling. Whatever kink you have, someone else in the world has it. Yeah. Whatever horrible thought you've thought about yourself, someone else has thought that thing. Whatever great thing you've thought about yourself, someone else has also thought that about themselves. The best and worst part about humanity is you're never actually alone, but you will forever feel like you are. Mm-hmm. And these oh, yeah. shows kind of help us through that shit. Yeah. Man, that's got heavy. Yeah. It's funny, too, because I was just reading a giant article earlier today on a uh, next gen and the um uh the the shaka when the walls fell episode <gasps> I love and that it's one. an entire episode of picard and crew trying to deal with a a culture that only speaks through not metaphors but so like, like like cultural references yeah like yeah. pop culture yes yeah. so like us 
Yes. Yeah, and it's it's it was such a weird episode, and I'd forgotten about it, and like I stumbled across this article. I was like, oh yeah, that was really weird, and I feel it was twenty five years ahead of its time, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah, if you, you have a culture that's very insular and never interacts with any other cultures, so the the only way they c- communicate with each other is by sharing pop culture references. Right, they share common experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so like they they say Shaco when the walls fell, and that means like understanding. Um, but so because like we don't share any of their cultural touchstones, we cannot communicate. <laughs> so the only way for them to communicate is to like lock themselves together on this planet and almost die before they figure out how to talk to each other. But it's it's really cool, and I I love the sort of the nature of of language and how it evolves. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a good point of this is that. That's what friendship is, too, is mm-hmm. you communicate via pop culture references because you experience these things together and adulthood is hard. Yeah. And it's scary and dumb. And I really like at the end of the day also, this episode wraps up and we have Waverly and Nicole not holding that shit against each other because yes. they understand, yeah. hey, you were magic cake mind controlled. You didn't actually mean that. Okay. So this week on Cloak and Dagger is actually the big season finale. Oh, so many things happen. So, as you <laughs> a weird hype lady, I'm like a quiet hypist. <laughs> the hypist. Maui, you're so awesome. Ah. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> okay, so as you remember last week, um, does he? I do. Uh, they were I take notes. They were trying to blame Ty for the murder of um, O'Reilly's boyfriend, who got literally fridged. Oh yeah, man, mm-hmm. that sucked. Oh yeah. And so a bunch of cops show up in force, and his mom is like, boy, run. And so he does. I like his parents. Like, right? They're, they're fucking tough, but all they really care about is him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tries to run for it. He manages to snag the cloak, and he's evading some cops. And just when you think that he's going he's gonna to make it, um, O'Reilly shows up and is like, get in the car! And you think they're going to get away, but then they're immediately surrounded by other cops, and they're both arrested. And she's Great. she's like looking at him, and she goes, "Do your thing." And they are literally surrounded by cops and Mardi Gras people. Like street is full of people, and he's like, "I can't. There's too many people." Uh, over on the Tandy side, uh, she shows up to help Mina. Mina's getting attacked by a bunch of those. I don't know. They're, I think they're calling them the terrors. Yeah. People who are infected they're by that weird regimes. shit. Yeah, and I'm I'm a this little. This is Dad's friend's daughter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so. There, she's trying to look after um, oh shit I skipped the part with her mom before she goes to rescue Mina first she has to rescue her mom she and her mom are at her mom's house and her mom was being held at gunpoint by the same agent who killed oh, Greg yeah. and uh, poor Greg poor Greg um, Tandy's like no I got this and she, she starts approaching real slow with like her hands down and out to the side to show you know oh I'm unarmed I'm unarmed she keeps talking shit and the woman is like literally gun at her mom's face and is like, I have a gun. And Tandy's like, oh, I'm unarmed. It's fine. Oh, unarmed. And just when you think, okay, this is the point where she's going to pull out a dagger. It's the mom. The mom grabs a steak knife from the dinner table and stabs the woman who then tosses oh, her away. And then, man. then Tandy comes after her and then they tussle and roll around. I, you know, I'm sad that this show definitely did her dad dirty. It, I don't know. It's She's kind doing of, her mom right. Yeah, like, I'm really glad that her mom has had this, like, not low-key redemption arc. Yes! Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's through, I mean, this is great, but also a little lame. But, like, it's through finding Greg, who yeah. just loves her for her, and no other reason. Yeah. And doesn't judge her or make her feel shitty or whatever. He just wants to be with her. Yeah. And I think sometimes, especially after what she's been through, that's what you need. Well, and I think, I, as... as even though Greg was only here for a hot second, I think Greg forever. Greg forever. I think he was so cool. He was so the one true Greg. <laughs> I think he was so crucial for Tandy's arc. For both of them. Yeah, yeah, because Tandy getting to look inside him and realize that what he wanted was what he said, recognizing that not all people are liars, not all people are out to scam you, I think was really important for her to know. Not to not to think or not to hope or believe, but to physically know. Well, and mm-hmm. like not only that that's who 
Ty is for her, because Ty has always been truthful mm-hmm. with her. But I like that it's a generation older. It's a generation of her parents' generation. It's an older man who she mm-hmm. hasn't been able to trust ever, who is telling the truth and a good person. I think it yeah. was super important. Yeah. So, when she saves her mom, she leaves her mom behind, and they have kind of a a very typical, like, chosen one conversation, where she's like, I have to go save the city! And her mom's like, wait, why does it have to be you? And Tandy says, why not? Yeah. Which I thought was great! Which, like, actually, that's better than the regular chosen one. Yeah. Usually oh, chosen there's one no like, one oh, else. There's no one else. Yeah. I like that this it's, turns yeah, it a little. Fuck it. like, why fucking not me? Why not yeah. me? I love that's that. That's pretty great. So then she goes and rescues Mina, and then the two of them go to to try to track down some local rocks on stuff because they're like they're looking at the way this pipe system is set up around town and if one of them has burst it's pretty likely that the other ones might as well Mm -hmm. so the whole city is in pretty imminent fucking danger so they go and they track down that douchebag scarborough who is the head the, the the ceo or the cfo of roxon and they make him tell them where the core is because they remember from when they were stuck in the time loop with me and his dad that there's a specific core shutdown and that should that should stop all of the fufara. But <laughs> mm-hmm. not entirely sure that's a real word. No, Fufara's a real right. word. Yeah, sure, oh. sure. Yeah, it's a word. Mm-hmm. It's a word. Bet dollar. <sighs> How do you spell it? F O O F E R A W. I'm not 100% on the spelling. Oh my god. Is a real word. Yeah! Well, uh, oh my uh. god. Fufara! A great name? deal of fuss or attention given to a minor matter. Or showy frills added unnecessarily. Girl, ah! what's up? Yeah! I had okay. to define kerfuffle at work last week. Oh, nice. I was like, we had a little kerf- It was talking about us. I was like, we had a kerfuffle over the shower this morning. It was a lie. I was like, I'm lazy. <laughs> And this girl was like, what is... What's a kerfuffle? And I went, oh, God, how do I define... I literally define it by going, it's like a dust-up. And she's like, I don't... Oh, my God. It's a low-key scuffle. What's a scuffle? Everyone knows what a scuffle is. Come on. <laughs> anyway, Fufara. Anyway, I'm so... fucking... You- in the lexicon. Fufara. Yeah. Fufara. yeah. That's getting dropped at work tomorrow. FYI, it's, the in- it's an informal word. That's good what? To know. I, know. I am shocked for one. Uh, but so after they get the information from Scarborough on how to find the core and shut it down, Tandy basically goes into his head and tricks him into taking himself back into the time loop nightmare where Mina's dad was stuck for eight years. Holy shit. She's like, yeah, yeah, you want to go over there. And he's like, okay, and goes over there and opens the store. And then it just leaves him in this catatonic state, which is like, that's what you get, buddy. Yeah, no, that seems right. And ain't nobody coming to save him. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, two people can't get in there, and they don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Okay, so then Tyrone and O'Reilly are at the police station, and they have this whole thing where they've been, they've been like, off the books arrested. So they aren't booked. They're not in a cell. They're locked in a supply closet. <laughs> and, okay. uh, but Ty really gets on, gets his Captain America on. And he gives this amazing speech oh to the cop who is guarding them about how... Because oh, cause, cause she's yeah. like, how can you do this, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you're not from here. You don't understand what community is like down here. But they've twisted it in a way where, like, that whole, like, the blue line and you don't cross it and their family, even though they're dirty. Like, he's twisted it. And Ty goes, I'm fucking from here. I'm from here. I know about this community. My parents pay taxes. You exist to protect me, a citizen of this community. What the fuck are you doing? It was obviously more eloquent. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's how Cap would say it. I'm saying. Pretty much, yeah. I paid taxes, bro. Well, no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like angry soccer mom. But basically, he was like, (laughs) I live here. My parents pay taxes here. I'm part of this community. Yeah. You have literally locked me in a cage and turned your back on me whilst saying you're doing it for the community. Yeah, that your job is meant to protect us, and you are doing the opposite of that. And basically, just delivering this amazing heartfelt speech about why you, why what you're doing is wrong, and you know that it's wrong. And mm-hmm. if you basically, if you look into your heart, you will know that it is wrong, and you should let us go. It and it was, beautiful. it was beautiful. 
Um, and she, he he seems like he's listened, but then some other cop comes to relieve him. Yeah, he like turns to open the thing, and then another cop comes in, and he's like, "Oh, I don't." So then, fuckface Connors shows up and is basically like, his "Legal name, Thomas yeah, makes sense. Saw it, yeah. Like, I'm gonna put you in a car. We're gonna drive out to a swamp. You know, the kid's gonna get shot trying to escape, and then you're gonna get shot, and then whoops, you're both dead. How was that guy walking around? Also, like." Well, and the worst part is he said this in front of other cops. Yeah. Like, the most frustrating part about this guy is the number of cops who are just like, all right, this yeah, sounds right. super complicit in it. <sighs> so you see you see O'Reilly making her plan. So they've, they've, they've made the mistake of handcuffing her behind her back instead of in front of her, which is, which is a mistake. And so then as they're having this conversation, she... Well, actually, there was a technical goof in the episode. When she was in the cage, her hands were behind her back. Mm-hmm. And she popped her thumb. Yeah. And when she came out of the cage, her hands were handcuffed in, in front, front of, of her. her. Yeah. But so anyway. like show goof. But anyway. But yeah, so she, she breaks I her thumb. I didn't know you could push glasses up that far. Look, bud. Shut well, actually. So she breaks her thumb because she's ready to get out of the cuffs. Because she a badass. Just, she doesn't break her thumb. She pops it out of socket. Okay. Dislocates. Mm-hmm. And also I would throw up. Yes. Like... I would try, and then I would throw up. Well, your options at this point are take a bullet to the face or dislocate your thumb. I just, I don't even know if I know how to dislocate my thumb. You literally, you just, you just, like, you just have to. And it, I'm telling you right now, you can't just, like, do it. I'm sure she's done this before. It's one of those things where she's probably double-jointed and it pops mm-hmm. in and out. Or she, it happened to her once in, like, a childhood accident. Cause and like, she can just do it. There's, like, shit in your brain that makes you unable to hurt yourself. Ugh. Ah! I do it on purpose, bro. I think that was my wrist. <laughs> no, I felt it. That oh, nice. Dumb. You're welcome. I, I crack my knuckles on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. But no, it's like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so she's getting ready to make her escape. But as they get led out into, like, the bullpen, one of those terrors comes running into the police station. Oh, and wow. all of a sudden, the whole police station is full of terrors. All the cops are going crazy. Everything is bonkers. And... Uh, the cop who he talked into not being a bad guy is mm-hmm. out with a, gu- a gun and he comes out and he and Tyrone is like, where's the jacket? Where did they put it? And he goes, they put it in with the weapons. And I was like, what? <laughs> so he had to go get it. Mm-hmm. And then he Makes like sense. he and the cops work together, the ones who aren't turned. And um, basically he seduces all the terrors into this one room with him and then he vanishes out of it. So they're all like most of them are locked nice. up in this okay. room. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so he teleports out of there. He makes it um, over to Tandy right as she's about to get uh, and she's attacked. Like, Where have you been? It's been all day, but unfortunately, in the interim, Mina got infected, and so she was trying to kill Tandy. So mm. Ty gets her out of there, and lets and so she lets Ty know that the plan is to go to the core and shut it down. So this whole time, not whole time, but earlier before they went on this like whatever they like met up or something in the mm-hmm. church. And we've figured out all the stories of the pairings on Ty's girlfriend's auntie's mantle. Yeah, that there's there's a, 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 a long pairing. yeah there's a long history of people in New Orleans who have stopped tragedies from happening um, by the appearance of what they what they refer to as the divine pairing. Two people who come together and then one of them sacrifices themselves so that the whole city can live. Right. So it's like. There's a, a famine and these two kids, one girl drowns herself in a river and immediately the fish come back and everyone can eat. And then there's like these two brothers who have a duel and mm-hmm. one brother doesn't load his musket and allows himself to be murdered. And then like a storm is stopped. Mm-hmm. And then another one in the like 1800s in the Civil War, this guy who's like sending the message to the war is over, stop killing each other. Oh, that was 1812. Yeah. 1812. The War of 1812. Dies in the arms of a strange girl who's a refugee. And she then takes on the letter and, like, gets it going and stops the war and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And so they are the new divine pairing. And you can tell who's going to die because they have a wound on their arm in the shape of a line. And Ty got grazed by a bullet. And so now he's got this thing on his arm, and so his girlfriend is like, one of you is going to die, and so she sees that thing on his arm, and is like, oh no, this means Ty's going to die. But she doesn't fucking tell them. Well, no, because that would fuck you up. That would fuck you up. Yeah. So, so, 
Stop so now they're in the they're they're in the core and they're turning all the levers to stop the terror juice to save the city. But Ty leaves her at the top and goes, "I'm the fastest. It has to be me. I'm the re- I'm the one. I'm gonna die because I'm the only one who can get there quick enough to stop it." Mm-hmm. And he leaves her there. It's bullshit. Mm. Yeah, so he he teleports in there and he's getting everything done and he's almost done. And then here comes Tandy. She's using her daggers and she cuts she through, through the steel door. The steel door. That's sick. She's like, she's like, how dare you? <laughs> we are in this together. Listen up, fuckface. It's literally what she said. This is a direct quote. Wow. Yeah. The show has gone off the rails. <laughs> and so, basically, they're looking at the the swirl of the weird shit that they've been... Well, yeah. first, she tries to help, and there's, like, an earthquake, and she falls into a burning pipe, and also gets a line on her arm. <gasps> oh, yeah. Gasp. Gasp. And then they're like, well, both of us are gonna <laughs> die. And then they're looking at this... There's, like, a tube, and it's got the white terror juice in it. But there's also, like, a lot of black swirly stuff that looks like Tyrone's power. Mm-hmm. And then they figure out, oh, shit, it's us. So they have... So they finally touch hands. And so there's, like, explosion of power. And then all of the, like, crazy terror juice gets, like, sucked back into in. Into them. Into them. Oh, into wow. them. And then he teleports them to the top of the Astrodome... Where they shoot all of the stuff up into the sky. Okay. And then they pass out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We all, we, okay, we forgot. Before we got there, okay, because we had left O'Reilly, our cop friend. And so she has a run-in with Fuckface Connors. And he shoots her repeatedly in, well, in the vest. She takes something in the vest. But then. He does, he does, I think, clip her. Yeah. (laughs) But then he, like, rolls her into the swamp. And we're like, oh no. Great. Oh, okay. But then at the very end, we see her come back out of the swamp, but she got crazy eyes. Wait, didn't O'Reilly, didn't, didn't Connors die? Yes. Also, Ty finally manages his, like, dark force power, and he's fighting Connors, and he, like, pulls him into himself. Oh, that's right. Oh. He sucked him into the cloak. Nice. Because it's yes. not a cloak anymore because his cloak got destroyed. But we are all over the place here, kids. Yes. His cloak got destroyed by the terrors in the cop place. And so they're in the, the church mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, no, my powers. And then the girlfriend shows up and tells him all about whatever. And then um, Tandy goes, you don't need that cloak. You can do it on your own. But if you need something, here is the fucking hoodie I stole from you 15 years ago. That belonged to your brother. That belonged oh, to your brother. And they have this, they have this great, this great conversation where he says, why did you keep this for so long? And she said, well, I needed it. And I mean, I, I really needed it. But now it looks like you need it. And it was just really sweet. It was really sweet. But I was so excited to see him, like, use his, uh, like, pocket dimension inside his cape. Because I, I love that crazy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I didn't, like, know about it. And they didn't explain it. So for someone who didn't read the comics, I'm like, so that guy just, like, lives with you now? <laughs> yes. He's just, like, in your jacket? Is that is that where you want him? Being punished in a perpetual, like, shadow dimension? Is he? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, because well, then I'm fine with it. Because oh, Ty's it's not a great place oh, to no. be a long time. Because I was just like hanging out in no. his shadow. Because Ty's whole power is about fear, so it's basically <gasps> a fear dimension. It's a fear dimension. Okay, I'm back in. Yeah, because it's like I yeah, remember dagger that dagger can roll in it because she's essentially hope, hope so walking hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anyone else when he transports them, they're mm-hmm. really not like you know a minute jump and they come out of it like oh I did not like drooling that. and catatonic. Yeah. So someone or in there for they're a long gonna time. Vomit. Ugh. Good, that guy deserves it. He yeah, no, sucks. fuck oh, yeah. that guy. Killing babies. So yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, so uh, that the bad cop who killed his brother is lost in a pocket dimension. dimension. Um, our cop friend may is or may not be, be a, a bad, bad guy? guy. We don't know. I hope she just has powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty and Tan- Tandy finally got to touch hands, and they they care about each other a lot. Except it ended, and they were once again just kind of looking at each other. And I was like, can you just hug? I just yeah, want I know. I wanted them to hug. Please just hug. Um, oh, we forgot there's actually like a tiny epilogue after the thing on top of the Astrodome where we see Tandy going back to, to uh, like she's moving in with her mom yeah. and then Ty is basically going to live in the abandoned in the church. church. That's right. Because Ty she had been. is still technically on the run. Oh, interesting. Hasn't okay. been cleared yet. So yes. she moved home to live with her mom and Ty now lives in the church. That's a 
good flip, I feel. It is. Mm-hmm. And he he came home to, like, grab some shit. So his parents know. Like, her, his mom heard him and then, like, nonchalantly went upstairs and saw that a bunch of his stuff was gone. So his parents know he's alive and safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't like... Nice. It wasn't like they had a fight and his mom was like, don't go. She literally said, you Get should the leave. Fuck out of here. Yeah. So, you need to run. So, so just her coming upstairs and seeing that things were missing when she knows that they were there before, she's like, okay, okay, he's looking after himself. He's, he's, he's got being some safe. stuff. He's being safe. He's on the run. He's going to be good. That's great because I, I was really worried his parents were going to get killed in this season. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's. You know they end up both on the run. Yeah. And it's hard to do that when you have a stable family. So that's a good way of going about it. I like that. I like it because it means the parents get to live. But he also, there's a good reason for him not to be able to go home. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because the only people who know that he didn't kill Detective Boyfriend are like either dead or MIA right now. Mm -hmm. Or some sort of were swamp creature. Mm -hmm. Yay. Mm -hmm. What if she's swamp thing? That would (laughs) be the wrong universe. And very surprising. You're telling me there's no Marvel Swamp Thing? No. What? I mean, there's got to be some sort of analog no. bog creature. I no? love bog creature. <laughs> it should obviously be named that, bog creature. Yeah, should be what it's called. It's, it's just got a Scottish accent. It's Madam Bog Creature. Or an Irish accent. It doesn't matter. Ack. He's called Petey. <laughs> okay, we're wrapping this up. We are back next week she with uh, Luke Cage, the season finale of Jessica Jones, oh, more Urpa Clock, and Preacher, but no Cloak and Dagger, because obviously we just finished it. sorry, everyone. I missed Preacher this week. I'm sad because Cass's outfit is apparently stellar. I am I'm looking forward to hearing I'm bringing about that. Pictures. Like, yes. I'm gonna that sounds them. sarcastic. I'm going to I'm kind of hyped. old school and print them out. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Who even has a printer anymore? Print? Uh, what is this print you speak of? work has a printer. What is work? Oh, that place I go every day. Yes, that's where they, they give you the money for where you, doing you, the tr- you trade your body for money. They... Oh. Well, this got weird. They probably have a printer. Hopefully. Yes. I don't know. Anyway... Let us know if your work has a printer. <laughs> and uh, hit us up on the Facebooks at BAMPOWTV, uh, NOTLG.com slash BAMPOWTV, Twitter at BAMPOWTV, or Instagram. Don't check there. We don't post that. We don't. So uh, we will see you next week. Same BAM time, same, same POW channel. BAM POW! Oh my God. Terrible. <laughs>